0: Esme. she's a queen, this is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies she's here. a queen.
1: Guys for joining another episode of the Q Chat. Today, my guest is Dr. Jackie Bouvier Copeland. And Dr. Jackie, she has a long list of accomplishments, but we're going to talk about her new single, which is in her piece. She debuted last week on International Women's Day, and she also has an upcoming album coming out as well. So I just want to talk about her musical style and everything that she's done. This single has a lot of inspiration behind it. So we're just going to dive in. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. How about you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm happy to speak with you. So I know, like I said, you have a lot of interesting information regarding the history of the song and your musical style. So I wanted to start off discussing the new single in her piece, and I read mm-hmm. that it's a double entendre, the title alone.
2: Yeah, for sure. yeah, so um a lot of my music is um kind of a mash. Of influences from my childhood, um, my heritage, and my global travels, and in her piece is motivated by that means kind of two two things. Number one, it is almost like a mantra to remind women, actually everybody, that we can we can cultivate inner peace and it's actually necessary, especially in a time of crisis, Mm -hmm. personally or societally. There's a lot going on with this pandemic, um, issues in black communities around the world, still struggling with old school racism, really. Mm -hmm. And so this is a reminder that even when the world is not at peace, we can cultivate inner peace. It inner peace. Um, so um, it also talks about the leadership role and contributions of women in creating peace, reminding us that, you know, from my perspective, the Creator has no gender. I mean, it's a, the creator is a force beyond a full comprehension. And so we will refer to the creator or God or whatever term you use as male or female. But it is a reminder to women that we have divine energy, that we have power, and that that feminine energy from, from my perspective can be a force for peace and regeneration. So it's reminding people of that kind of transcendent reality and our connection to the creator and the divinity dwells in women too.
1: Hmm. Wow, love it, love it. So I wanna also ask you, I know you've been doing music for quite some time and I read a quote from you that said, I have learned from my ancestors that music is not just about entertainment or pleasure. So can you tell us about your journey into music, how long you wanted to be in this profession and just exactly what that statement means to you?
2: Yeah, well, um, I'm from Philadelphia, but my maternal relatives are all from South Carolina. And um, I think your listeners have probably heard of Gullah Geechee people, sometimes just called Geechee. Well, that's a very unique culture. One of the group of people um, in our history who came from Africa were all mixed up, um, drums taken away, languages forbidden. But Gullah Geechee people created their own culture and their own language and really horrible conditions of torture. Mm. I don't know what else to call it. Um, along all those islands that run between Maryland and Florida, that's where they would take us for, quote, seasoning. Mm. And because those islands were cut off from the mainland, people created their own language that mixed English at the time with various West African languages. And it, it is such a powerful piece of culture. Geechee is now taught at Harvard University. It's considered like one of the foundations of what we call African-American culture. The food, they call it low country. There's a particular way of speaking. We see We saw it in that movie, Daughters of the Dust. Mm -hmm. by Sarah Dash, if you remember that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even though my folks migrated to Philadelphia, let's just say that was hardwired in who we are. And it was part of my upbringing. And music is just not commercial or for um, entertainment. That can be a component of it. But it is also a, a means to hold culture. I don't know about you if you have any Southern roots, but uh, my grandmother sang all day. Sometimes it was just humming. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: half the time I didn't understand what she was saying because I was not a speaker my mother was like a translator but as I've matured those sounds are a really deep part of me and those songs although they're considered old people songs old school it was genius it was a way of creating hope And peace inside the body. My grandmother was born to an emancipated slave. Mm. And you think about what our people had to go through. We didn't have money to go see a therapist. You know, these were some of the most atrocious conditions of humanity. And music played a role in transforming the spirit opening up, I believe, channels for the Holy Spirit or ancest- ancestors, remembering the wisdom of your, your forebearers and applying it to these times. And that is at the absolute backbone and part of the meaning of black chant, that these are really hard times, but we have been given secret weapons to survive and thrive from our ancestors, if we remember them and update them and not just dismiss them as irrelevant because they came from our grandparents, great-grandparents and their parents, these are cultural tools. And the basis really of Black music, which is the soundtrack of the world, whether you're looking at our spirituals, our gospel, the blues, um, jazz, rock and roll, all um, up to hip hop. Mm-hmm. That all came from this same root, mm-hmm. and I want people to remember those sounds. I want them to tap into it when you know folks are sitting at home. It's like, okay, we got COVID, got some of the highest levels. Um, there's this economic recession. Um, old school virulent Jim Crow style, yeah, anti black racism is making a comeback in, in, across the world, right, and right. you know even seems patriotic to some mm. in our countries. In country, right. um, we worry about our sons, we worry about our daughters. So that's what I mean by that. Our music and our arts in general can be a source of self-healing, but they can also be a source of healing for all people. That's why most folks love our music. That's Mm -hmm. what it is.
1: Right, right, right. And my son, my youngest was just studying slavery and there was one question that mentioned, you know, how slaves obviously sing for healing purposes, but it was misinterpreted. Mm -hmm by the owners thinking they were singing because they were happy, you know? So our history definitely stems yeah. back from, like you said, we didn't have therapy. I mean, come on, you know, our ancestors couldn't go to someone to deal with their trauma, post-traumatic stress, you know, so singing really was, was healing as it still is now. But, you know, we definitely mm-hmm. have deep roots with that. So I want to ask you some more about your single. So something else I read was that inner peace was designed to help cultivate a sense of inner calm. Perfect backdrop to meditating, mindfulness, and also prayer and other activities designed to induce calm and life balance. So I know we touched on that a little bit, and obviously music is healing. And as you said, the devil on in her piece and also in her piece. So can we talk more just about, do you think your music in general and also your upcoming album, as you said, is the perfect backdrop to meditating? So how would you tie in your style to just the therapeutic tie of music?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to claim that my music is therapy. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you personally, one of my roles in my family says, well, a couple of things. I have used music throughout my life creating it and singing it as a means to heal myself and I kept it as a personal practice I've been working as an executive and you know all the stereotypes of us no matter how many degrees you have or how many how much experience sometimes people can't see through your physical manifestation right so I didn't want to be the one in the office singing Spirituals, you know all day I kept it to myself my family and my community and I was the person who if I was experiencing trauma there's always a song that comes out of it that I write and I start singing to center myself even from a young age I was always the one like uh, family members would Call, sing one of those haunting songs, Jackie. This baby won't go to sleep, even over the telephone, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was suffering through COVID, the COVID beginning of COVID as well, you know, and at the same time, remember, you know, we saw George Floyd get lynched. Yeah. Then there was Alma Arbery, there was right. Breonna Taylor, and so many. Mm-hmm and i had to sing my way through it mm. right. there's a song on the album called holla is about and it's about all of the black people who were murdered mm. doing during covid and it's like a, um, it's like the songs i learned from my grandmother all those old you know spiritual sounds that if you sing them over and over again, like we, you know, if you go to church, you notice that people, what, the choir sings some refrains over and over again, right. that's on purpose mm-hmm. because scientifically, that repetition can put you into an altered spiritual state. Mm-hmm. And people describe it in different terms. They talk about the Holy Ghost entering. Um, they talk about being in their flow you know whatever term they use music has that universal impact and we have a particular way of inducing those states Mm -hmm. with our sonics our sounds Mm -hmm. that started way back in africa right? right and so um that's what I that's what I mean and people told me and and to me it's the ultimate compliment because it's why I did the album that they they hike to the music they just you know they take walks in the woods they meditate or they read to the music or they just chill out to the music they don't have any particular activity right. um, but that they find it relaxing and at the same time, inspirational. And that's what I wanted. I don't want us to be depressed. I want us to remember what our ancestors survived to make us possible. When you look at objectively at our history, it is an absolute miracle that there are any of us still left in this country. Right. right? Mm -hmm. this is this music is a source of power have whatever you know choice of music you want but make sure you have some of our black roots music teach it to your children make those sounds a part of their head and their body so they have portable culture and power to carry with them the rest of their lives no matter where they go to realize that we have agency with our culture and the support of each other, we can survive and thrive through anything. You see the m- mental health issues just mm-hmm. going out the roof right now with people mm-hmm. who we would never expect to commit suicide because right. their lives seem so perfect from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. We have to draw on every possible tool we have. And it also includes our, what I call our roots music. It's updated for today, but it's also back to that powerful root of my grandma, your grandma, great grandma, who knew how to summon up the spiritual power of our music that has allowed not just us to survive, But because Black music is now the world's music too, it -hmm. is helping diverse people. That's how powerful it is. And so I also want our youngsters to realize, and we touched on it, this is not just music. It Mm -hmm. is healing. It is history. It is culture. Understand it. Love it. Use it. Pass it on.
1: Mm. Yes, yes. Now, one other thing that I notated that was extremely special about your upcoming album is that the net sales will be going to contribute to the Wise Fund and the BPM program. Can you tell people about exactly what the Wise Fund is and also the BPM program and how important was it for you to contribute to those?
2: Well, giving is hardwired in me because it's also hardwired in our culture. We Hmm. give time talent, treasure, voice in so many creative ways. That's, that's an, another um, sort of tool in the, in the black toolkit of survival uh, globally is that we help ourselves using whatever means we can. And I have been working in philanthropy in some shape, form, or fashion for 40 years. And especially in those first three months of 2020, when it was clear that COVID was real, that Black and people of color across the world were experiencing generally the highest rates of it. then I mentioned the lynching we were even going through climate change disasters. I mean, i tell you the truth, I had to relocate my family because of wildfires in California. Mm-hmm. And there were floods and the outages in Texas. Right. You know, it was just kind of um, the future and the worst of it hit us real fast. Those yeah. first three months of um, 2020. And so having worked in philanthropy and been an advocate for so long, I'm always asking, Lord what can I do that's actually perhaps going to give me an opportunity to touch more people Mm -hmm. always you know black people but frankly everyone else because I'm I'm a human rights advocate I want everybody to have equal opportunity and be well right and so I thought, you know, you're always talking about what's wrong and what's right in the world and what we need to do. And that's a way of giving voice, but you don't share your music publicly. Mm-hmm. And if it's calming, you know, people in your fam- close-in family and um, singing in church for a long, long time, maybe it could help somebody else. Now, the way the universe works, let's just say I ended up working, being connected to a virtuoso in the jazz field who introduced me to a Grammy-winning producer named Ben mm-hmm. Williams, mm-hmm. and who was part of something called Butterfly Black, one of the best bassists in the world. So I was thinking I was gonna do covers Remember, I'm not, you know, I'm not public with my singing. It's like prayer, personal prayer, meditations that, can, mm-hmm. you know, I, who am I to, I actually said this initially, it's like, who am I to, you know, share this publicly? I'm not, I'm no Beyonce. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so um, let's just say a lot of encouragement. I ended up writing maybe nine new songs in six weeks. I went to a studio in LA with my producer and the result is this album with 12 songs, nine of which I wrote and three covers. And I think what gave me the courage to do it is first the encouragement of people who know a whole lot more about the music industry than me i mean i sing but in terms of the industry and doing an album i'm a newbie Mm -hmm. and also just sometimes things just line up to facilitate i mean facilitate an impossible dream i mean in fact i did have a dream of doing an album but so much life happened you know and i've done i've done well and i was okay with not doing this one but uh given how i'm how i'm wired the opportunity to help calm my people and all people in a time of crisis and chaos that continues is what helped me say okay jackie find that courage you know get in that studio Share your personal psalms, which is how I see them, you Mm -hmm. know, with the world. And if it comes one person, maybe a person who's thinking that they don't need to be here anymore and take their lives or someone who is so discombobulated with the current times, Mm -hmm. they're thinking about taking a weapon and just going postal. No, no, I don't I don't want to do that just let me calm down and they turn on black chant and they Mm -hmm. remember if these people could use music to survive and overcome all of the challenges of their history maybe i can just chill out for a minute think Mm -hmm. about this reach out to somebody get some help i have a place here Mm. so i don't know if that's what's going to happen but i have been getting some positive feedback some people have told me um the music feels like a
1: warm hug wow That is something else, and it's just great that, like you said, you said you didn't, you were, you sang, but you never thought of being on this, you know, type of platform where you compiled an album, and you're working with Grammy-winning artists and things like that, you know, so I definitely commend you, and of course, this is Women's History Month, so Mm -hmm. what would you say? I just feel like you're representing another generation of people who are following their dreams, you know, different... Stages of their life. So, what would you say to just encourage someone that A, it's never too late, and B, there's always a blessing I feel when you do step outside of your comfort zone. You never know where it may lead you to. So, what would you say to just encourage people to just, it's okay to step out of your comfort zone, it's okay to do something different?
2: Well, you know, for women, we're always told, sometimes we're raised. To, you know, not do certain things or not try certain things. And I've been, I'm not a shrinking violet. I yeah. tried a lot <laughs> and have been blessed to succeed in areas that were supposed to be off limits to women and Black people. Don't even think about it. You have no business in that boardroom. You have no business being a CEO Who are you calling yourself a philanthropist? Black people don't do. I mean, it's just all these barriers. And so what I say to all women, which is a big lesson of these hard times, is tomorrow is less promised than it ever was. If you have a mind or a dream to do something, especially if some aspect of it is going to help another person. If you are serious, if you put the work in, you will find support. And even if it doesn't work out the way you want it to, you will grow as a person and be stronger for the next dream, yeah. as well as inspire somebody else Mm. we are on this planet to be our absolute best that is the sort of plan of the universe so you have a personal and even moral obligation to go for it yes recognizing there will always be somebody sometimes in your own family Mm. who is a naysayer and even with everything i i've done i was intimidated by the notion of putting my personal song all my voice Mm. the good the bad and the ugly out on a cd
0: wow
2: and i am so It was almost like an unspeakable dream because at this point in my life, it seemed like maybe it was too late. Yeah. A a lot of music industry is a young person's game. So now, you know, because I'm about healing people, I mean, I hope it sells in part because um, I would like to raise money for wise funds. Um, which stands for the Women Invested to Save Earth. And we identify women and people of color, entrepreneurs who are impacting climate change with technology. As, that also creates jobs, might clean the air, clean water. We're throughout Africa and other countries. And I quit my job to create WISE. I was so concerned about the lynchings and COVID In the beginning of 2020, Mm -hmm. Black Philanthropy Month is an initiative that I've been dreaming about almost 20 years ago because we give, in fact, Black Americans give the highest proportion of their income in the U.S. Mm. It's at least $11 billion a year, and that doesn't even count all of the Black immigrants from Africa and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And so together, we have at least a $23 billion giving economy. Mm. But then in the field of philanthropy, people always say, well, you know, Black people, they don't give. There is no group of people on the planet who don't give. It's, a, it's universal, like the family. It's right. just done in different ways. So mm-hmm. I, it's an educational public awareness initiative. Most Black people don't know that our somewhat smaller gifts and larger gifts amount to that much money, and that this is, this is a global, historical, and cultural phenomenon that binds us as very diverse people, regardless of ethnicity or national origin. So we, that means that we have an opportunity to teach our kids about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an opportunity to mobilize it to change the world. And so another thing we're doing is brand new. Called, it's called Agapes, which mm-hmm. stands for a Global Pan-African and Philanthropic Emergency System. Agapes, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. highest form of love,
0: love
2: yeah. right? Greek mm-hmm. word. So right. um, you've been reading, I'm sure, in the, in the media about the difficulties that black and brown foreign students in the Russian, caught up in the Russia-Ukrainian war have had in evacuating the country. Right. Um, they, it's just been outright racism
0: Yeah,
2: where they have been asked if they can get on the bus to sit on the back of the bus and a lot of them simply cannot get out the country because they are not the preferred race. Right. I'm just going to put it out there because that's a lot of what's happening. So at the Wise Fund, we're a human rights and humanitarian organization. And we're not saying only help Black people and Brown people. We're saying help everybody. Right. We're all humans. We just come in different ways colors and backgrounds and so agape is is creating a network of service providers who pledge to support everybody mm-hmm. i mean it is a war everybody's suffering mm-hmm. and so um and we also have an app associated with it that allows and right now um Refugees need to, they're using uh, WhatsApp and Telegram and there there are very few consolidated, comprehensive, verified list Mm -hmm. of service providers who are inclusive and will help everybody. Mm. And so that's what we've included in this app. We also have like a virtual hotline that if a person is a victim, of um human rights abuse like mm-hmm. denial
0: mm-hmm.
2: of sanctuary serv- sanctuary or evacuation they can let us know confidentially and we'll get that report to the right authorities for investigation we're also a public charity which means that you can give through us and then get your tax write-off if you're mm-hmm. in the u.s um and so for people who don't really know about all these agencies um, and prefer to give through a community-based entity like WISE, they can give through us uh, to help, for example, African students who are trying to leave the country and get their tax right off from us. And we will get the money to African students. And so it's an act of global Black giving. It's what we do in our culture. We help ourselves, but everybody else as well. You know, the funds that we have. So I encourage everyone to look us up. I'm going to share first our website and then how you give. The website is thewisefund.org, W-I-S-E, thewisefund.org. You can learn about all of our programs and you can give to Agapes, which is, this is an emergency that that war situation is getting worse every single second. Please look at Um, I'll give you the shorthand um, link is bit.ly bit.ly backslash wise give wise is all in caps when you go to our website you will see all these links as well you know part of what now I don't know how much time we have but I want to share a little bit of a personal story because Mm -hmm. what's happening to these students could happen to anybody Mm. I think people of color who are traveling internationally are particularly at risk but no matter what color or nationality you are you can end up in the wrong place at the wrong time in the wrong color and be in big trouble Mm. I've been working throughout the world since I was 18 Mm -hmm. okay
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and um let's just say i experienced many of the same challenges that uh refugees are experiencing in ukraine Mm. uh stranded um with no money i come from a very humble background
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um trying to leave um africa i was working and studying in nigeria Go back home to Philly. And <clears throat> um, just to give a little bit of a thumbnail sketch, I, I've been arrested um, by international police under false pretences, mm-hmm. um, sought help of our counselors, uh, our embassy staff in foreign countries. Um, To initially, before they saw me, be invited with open arms, and then have doors closed in my face because I was black. Mm. And when this crisis started happening with diverse foreign students in Ukraine, wise leaders, uh, diverse, we're very diverse, black organization and I started receiving direct calls from students
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know help me I mean that's how desperate they were imagine going on vacation someplace let's say a country in Europe war breaks out you just there for a vacation to have a good time and then you realize you can't get out mm-hmm. because the more superior people are being prioritized. Mm. And so the whole idea of agape and so many horrible things happen to people and our people throughout the world. I never forgot in about 2009, there was a mass rape of women in the African country of, of Guinea in broad daylight by soldiers. And I Mm. thought, there needs to be something like an emergency alert system. Right. Because these things sometimes happen before anybody knows about it. Right. You know, and then the damage is done. You can't go back. Maybe you could have short-circuited it if, you know, it was broadcast to the world. Right. Early enough, and there was an intervention. So the ultimate goal with Agape's is to be like an early warning system when there is some abuse of black and other humanity that is taking place. So the light of day can be shown to the world. Organizations qualified to address those issues can be mobilized and coordinated. And we can use the power of technology to protect the human rights of everyone so this Mm -hmm. current iteration is what they call a beta version a lot of midnight oil the past week or two (laughs) to put it all together but that it's a it's a pilot to see what good we can do Mm -hmm. and then if it works and I think it will to help people replicate it and be able to leave it as a legacy for the future to help the growing number of migrants and refugees across the world of all backgrounds. I mean, climate change, political instability, pandemics are all real. Mm. I mean, in some ways I live in Arizona now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: was in California, but decided to leave because of health issues in my family. And just the fact that we have six to seven months of wildfires in California, it was particularly unhealthy for our family right. because of preexisting conditions.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and many people are going to find themselves in that situation where their home is unsafe because of political instability some kind of violence that comes as a result or climate change it is real it is in our living room we need to empathize with one another step outside of our comfort zone and do what we can to support because it could be any one of us next or a loved one. And that is real. Mm -hmm. Those are the times we're in. So the upside is we have the tools. We have our music. We can do some self-healing with it. We have our giving, our time, our stories, our talent, our treasure, our voice despite all of the negativity just in the broader world about what is black many people are going to have to learn these black skills that are kept that have kept us alive we won't go away many have tried (laughs) but we have this toolkit that is part of our worldview our culture our cultural capital that will help all people thrive and be better in an increasingly complex and fast-changing world. Mm. Wow. So that's my message. Mm.
1: Wow. Thank you so much for this conversation. I mean, you've enlightened us beyond you know talking about music because these are things... That are notable that we really do need to understand and take heed of. But before we do end everything, tell everyone how they can contact you. Also, how they can get your album next month. How they can find that single right now. Give everyone all your contact information.
2: All right. Well, I um, I released four of the twelve singles early on okay. all streaming platforms. So, in her piece and three other songs or on. In the major streaming platforms. You just have to type in Bouvier or Chant, and you'll find it. The album comes out on April 15th. You will be able to access it from our website as thewisefund.org because the album is a fundraiser for WISE and all of our initiatives, but also major retailers. Uh, amazon.com and the others that sell cds mm-hmm. on the web I, I love saying i can't believe i have a cd <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is amazing thank you so much like i said this has been a great enlightening conversation and i appreciate your inspiration this is perfect for Women's History Month to speak to another woman that is making her story, and I really appreciate that. And everything that you said, I really think will educate, and as opposed to just entertain. So I do appreciate the knowledge that you also gave us in this conversation. I do thank you so much. So I hope everyone that tunes in, please take heed of everything Jackie said regarding traveling. That is something that people of color we do need to take heed of just seeing what is happening in the world. It was extremely shocking to see in the midst of a war that racism is still showing its head in the middle of chaos. So that is something that we do need to take heed of. Just as she mentioned, we could simply be traveling on vacation and something like this can happen. And we do need to have knowledge on how we can protect ourselves. In addition, besides that, just listening to her story of how she has this album coming out and she never thought that this would even be something that she would do so once again we talk about following our dreams on this platform all the time and I cannot stress enough it is never too late if you have a dream in your heart if something inspires you don't just think about it don't just dream about it don't just let it be an afterthought Go ahead and do it, okay? We Life is short, and we have to make our mark at any stage in our life while we are still here. Being here on this earth, waking up every morning, that is the true celebration. So as long as you have breath in your body, you can make those dreams happen. So once again, guys, make sure you catch this episode and more. Just go to www.theqchat.com. You can hear some great stories from amazing women just like Dr. Jackie. And also make sure put on some good music. So go ahead and find that inner peace. So be safe and make sure you go love yourself.
0: Go queen, go queen, go queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.